I think this will be like the most um, controversial, like, touchy, co- yeah. topic sensitive. Of all. Like yeah. sensitive. <laughs> yeah, sensitive, touchy, whatever. Um, it's about. Do you want to say it? It's about, it's about anti-feminism. Yeah, it's about feminism and anti-feminism. So. And yeah. I would like to give a quick disclaimer. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. A disclaimer. No, no, no. I, I would like to give a quick disclaimer. So, feminist ideals and anti-feminist ideals are different from person to person. I'm pretty sure that me and Olivia have different ideals too. Definitely, we all do. We, yeah, we all do. Everyone, everyone does. Has different opinions. So, in the modern society, feminism is diversified in so many ways that there isn't a black or white when it comes to what is feminism or not. Definitely. And that also um, applies to anti-feminism. Here, so, here. I please. Please hope that you guys keep that in mind when you guys listen to what we say, because obviously this is our podcast. Um, it is inevitable that we are going to be projecting our a opinions. teensy little bit of our yeah. episode. Uh, no, gonna our try, opinions. Yeah. We're going to try, try our best not to yeah. to keep it like in the middle, but um, because we're all human, we and we all have opinions. It's go. It may show. It may not. But please respect those opinions. And uh, yeah, then. Let's start the episode. So, anti-feminism. It is definite that it comes in different forms. And this is just um, what a philosopher said, Kenneth Clatterbaugh. First time ever hearing that. <laughs> Me too. And I personally think that his last no, name is really hilarious. I'm so sorry. Clatterball. Mr. Clatterball. Clatterball? Okay. Oh, Clatter. It's a clattery name. He argued that um, modern anti-feminist ideology rejects at least one of the following general principles of feminism. Just hear it out. That social... First, that social arrangements, arrangements among men and women are neither natural nor divinely determined. Second, that social arrangements among men and women favor men. And third, that there are collective actions that can and should be taken to transform arrangements into more just and equitable arrangements, such as those in the timelines of women's suffrage and other rights. I mean, opposing to these three principles can come, even opposing to those can come in different ways. So there can be ways like just bluntly opposing to women having any rights, or like in a way that um, people can try to preserve the women's rights. So uh, people can try to preserve the women's rights by um, arguing that feminism in the modern day isn't really fit for the modern society. I mean, there are a lot of ways to oppose to it, oppose to these principles even. So I think anti-feminism has like grown to become like more diversified in these days definitely people all have different ideas of what exactly anti-feminism is Mm -hmm. some people think it's just uh, defying everything that it's that feminism stands for some people just don't agree with some ideas of some people right and it's all to different degrees and stuff like that especially as like feminism has on our elapsed in its like birth stage as we have like explained in our like history of feminism like like in the last episode um as the fourth age of feminism, the fourth wave, like, came, 
it became like more diversified in general and it's like perspectives and interpretations of like the philosophy of feminism became much more diversified so i believe like the uh word anti-feminism as olivia has mentioned cannot be just like defined into one word just saying like Feminism is bad in general. There are many people who, who abide by the basic rule, who actually agree to the basic rules and philosophy of feminism, but actually do not agree to a certain branch or like a certain perspective or way of interpretation. Right. Isn't that uh, more like an adequate explanation? Right. Yeah, of course. I mean, what I have found out is that um, in the past, and I'm not saying that I'm not biased towards men or anything. In the like the, in the real past, like in the 1900s and stuff, um, most mostly men were supposed to the opposed to the women's suffrage mo- movement. I mean that is like a fact because all the senators that time they were all men. And yeah. like nowadays, I can I feel like um, there are also a lot of anti-feminists who are women too. Mm-hmm. And um, I think their cause isn't really um, unjustified because some feminists are saying some anti-feminists are saying that um, feminism nowadays labels women as feminists and Right. Yeah, and they and are people to be and that women they have to be protected. Yeah, like that, which some people definitely may not agree with. Yeah, or they <coughs> might agree with yeah. in the like conventional thought or yeah, in that way. So, and I also believe that um, in feminism nowadays, women it would be much better for women to be just considered as equal with men without them being like labelized as anything so i think definitely anti-feminists have a point on that part yeah yeah there's a lot of types of feminism happening right now and um like there are a lot of anti-feminists who are in the political scene too and some and there are like two major parties in the europe european union Mm -hmm. not in the european union not the literal organization but like in the region of europe so these um these parties are led by women who are anti-feminists. Mm, yeah, interesting. interesting, and they have garnered a lot of votes for the past few years. And I feel like um, whether or not we agree with them, or um, whether or not we agree with them, they might have a valid point. They might not have a valid point, and that is up to how we interpret feminism as it is. Yeah. So, to like talk more about feminism in the present day. Um, not feminism, but anti-feminism. I keep on like <laughs> rambling about anti, like between feminism and anti-feminism. No, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the borderline is actually a little unclear. Yeah. Vague. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing the word vague and just disappearing. Okay. Yeah, but it definitely is. Yeah, it is. So, um, there were there was a social media trend where like hash there um people were like posting feeds about feeds by putting the tagline hashtag woman against feminism like that Mm. and these anti-feminists contended that feminism demonizes men and that women are not oppressed in the 21st century so i think that might be a stretch because um i feel like there is definitely like women who are oppressed in the 21st century i agree but there are definitely cases um Within, uh, sorry, there are definitely cases where people are oppressed for being, for their gender, right. whether or not they are men or women, mm-hmm. um, and uh, their opinions and uh, their actions becoming limited, uh, but to fit a lot of the gender norms. 
Um, and I feel like that's um, a valid, I guess, enough argument. Yeah, I mean, um, the reason why I don't think that women are not oppressed in the 21st century is because, like, when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. um, you know, in Korea, we have to choose our majors fast uh, earlier yeah, yeah. in our life. So I was, like, talking with my home homeroom teacher and I, when I was in middle school. Um, oh, I want to be, a, like, a professor in economics, and I want to, like, publish my own um, journal or something. And I was, like, yeah. talking about those stuff, and she, um, even the teacher was a woman, and yeah. she was um, saying to me, like, oh, but um, you know that economics is kind of a more male-oriented major, right? Mm. Yeah, and I heard a lot of those stuff. So I think um, I definitely feel the glass ceiling already, yeah. even though I'm not in like the like the labor scene or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the reason why I feel like women are somewhat oppressed in the 21st century. I mean, also, <coughs> sorry, um, you can see in the numbers that a lot of times women will receive lesser wages than men. Yeah, it's statistical. Um, statistically speaking, it is true. Um, However, I feel like the problem is that it's difficult to tell whether or not um, these gaps and differences um, in choose, for example, in choosing STEM-related subjects in the U.S., um, there will be a lot of support for women in STEM. Right. But it's unclear whether or not um, women's preference towards um, topics that are not STEM-related is genetic or if it's because of these gender norms that society inflicts upon people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important that we acknowledge that um, there will be differences. Um, <coughs> and I feel like that's the first step towards actually becoming um, a more equal society. Right. Um, also, and I want to point out that um, we have to look on not just the wages, but the pro- productivity they are having. So women and, me- women and men are basically... Um, different biologically different so they can be fit for um, certain types of jobs and they could not be fit for certain types of jobs right for example manual labor Mm. um, men would definitely be more fit construction those those jobs Mm -hmm. because you know there are physical differences which definitely exist and should not be ignored like I see sometimes so I believe the um, wages gap between um, men and women is not just be- purely because of um, sexist ideas or something. So, yeah, I think many aspects should be put into consideration. I totally agree with you. Right. And, um, yeah, as I said, feminism, anti-feminists who are, like, more oriented towards um, women being just considered as humans who are equal in society with men um, think that feminism is like feminism itself is discriminatory and it continues to portray women as victims as I said before as like Olivia said before as like they need to be protected by the society so to get things clear those anti-feminism ideas were spoken by a woman Mm -hmm. okay yeah very interesting yeah i think that is very interesting because you know there is a bias that feminists are always women and anti-feminists are always men but that is not always the case yeah yeah i actually think that is like another stereotype or like a point that we 
have like just not acknowledged previously that we mm. have to be like aware about right? yeah we have to elucidate that and i think we have to be really con- cautious about is um it is not a war between um uh, um conflict between feminism and anti-feminism is not a war between genders right yeah and so we get yeah, what, what makes me kind of angry almost at some times is that I mean feminism and anti-feminism all centers around how women should be treated in society and I often think that the conflict between the two parties if I say if I might say kind of overshadows what is really important what yeah. we re- are t- really trying to achieve so if they're not like radical feminists or radical anti-feminism we all want gender equality, right? Yeah, and we can always, always reconcile our own opinions yeah. by communication or other like peaceful methods. Not always like you know, writing hate comments on Twitter or something. We don't want to fight. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So then, uh, let's focus a bit more. Let's just focus the lens a bit more on our home country, which is Korea. Right. 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 So. Are there any um, things you want to, you guys want to talk about anti-feminism in Korea or any issues that have to be like noticed significantly here? Because it it is actually kind of like hot stuff and hot stuff here as well, right? Yeah, definitely. So first off, I would like to point out that the uprising anti-feminism anti-feminism in Korea is not a misogynistic and sexist movement. Yeah. I mean there are probably definitely some in the group but it is true that it's not entirely misogyny i feel like we have to clarify these things because i personally feel that a lot of this conflict comes from grouping people and putting them into little boxes so all women who support feminism think women are better than men for example and there are other misunderstandings generally negative concerning both um genders and sides and something to also make clear is that um gender doesn't mean that gender doesn't equal to which side you're on i mean it's almost funny talking about side here when feminism and anti-feminism has so many different forms yeah we all have the same goal and it's gender equality of course Um, as yeah. yeah as we have mentioned in our last episode and earlier in our podcast there are many people who believe that feminism on some regions or countries has turned into a reverse discrimination on men and anti-feminism on korea is one of them and it is very important that you understand not all anti-feminists are a misogynist or a sexist, as I mentioned before. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is enough for our disclaimer part. Mm-hmm. And what topics of South Korea do we have to discuss here? Maybe some... Facts and statistics first. So I would like to give you the result of the survey conducted in 2021 by the Hankuk Ilbo, which is oh. a big newspaper in Korea. According to that um, newspaper, 62.7% of Korean men have answered that he feels reluctant with feminism. Oh, 62%. That's, l- that's more than the majority. Yeah, but still, if we look on like the other side, still like 40, no, 38% is like for feminism like 30 38 percent i believe there was um a section for um refusing to answer so Mm -hmm. maybe a little less than 38 percent i believe yeah i believe too and yeah this statistics itself might be like a little skewed i think because it's not that all korean men 
voted at the same time and it wasn't like conducted by the government it wasn't mandatory so yeah you you all always have to like take this kind of um statistic with a grain of salt and um interestingly the ratio of men who answered as um being um, reluctant with feminism increased in the younger generations increased in the younger generations mm-hmm. that's kind of surprising yeah so why do you think that that is the reason because normally you know younger generations like they tend to have kind of like a more open thought as we think of we have this like kind of a tendency in a society where younger generations tend to be a bit more liberal and like what you what you call a bit more open-minded right so then why do you think that is the case Santino? um i think this could be a little bit um controversial but i think um internet communities and other medias are portraying and putting sides on feminism and anti-feminism because the media is kind of portraying the radical part of feminism often because that is more um how should i say it is more stimulating for the it's more spicy it's more spicy and stimulating for the general public to see and then that makes the general public um um feel biased to the feminist feminist group so I think that's one of the reasons why and the other reason I think is because the younger generations are actually in for um, the competition between society Mm -hmm. because as you said before there are um, I I agree with you that there are some glass ceilings and some um, some wages gap in still in our society and s- there are some ineffective or kind of harsh government policies trying to solve that and some people may think they're getting um, reverse um, reverse discrimination I believe so that should I believe that is one of the cases why feminism is being reluctant in between Korean and yeah, they they yeah can feel that way, and also, um, like I mentioned, some men don't just um, kind of grasp how women are being like. How should I mention it? It it isn't really women aren't explicitly discriminated in the modern society right now. Yeah, they're not um, explicitly discriminated. And. In the um, if you are born as a man, and if you are in a perspective of a man, it might be hard for you to understand, like the reality. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, and especially in the modern era, it's not in the like the nineteen hundreds where it's really um, obvious that like women are being oppressive, like oppressive, like social atmosphere, yeah, right? Yeah, right. So I think it's difficult for them to kind of imagine that. In, in the women's perspective so Absolutely. yeah and I yeah. feel that is um, that can be the case and I um, actually think that that, it, that is bound to happen yeah and so yeah, hmm? um, another analysis I have on this matter is the situational problem yeah. the Korean society has mm-hmm. um, as we explained in our last video women's rights was almost always was rock bottom in our thousands of years of wars of Korean history, right? They're always getting discriminated 
And it was about 50 or even 40 years when, few years ago, when women actually got to be treated as a fellow human being. So because of that, some confusion and conflict between what we have done wrong for thousands of years and what we are correcting right now is inevitable, I guess. Mm. And it's also inevitable. Inevitable, but like the degree of like the severity was actually compared to ideologies of the contemporary society, and like the uh, how much progress we have to make is so large, and it has to be achieved in like a so small amount of time, a short amount of time, right? So I believe this actually has partially contributed to feminism being portrayed as radical, also and being radical. Some of them being radical themselves because. Actually, uh, it is true, as Santino said, that women's rights were like rock bottom, even in even in like the 1900s, right before like the first and second, you know, world war, right? Yeah. Women's rights were rock bottom, but then suddenly came like an era of revolution, and in like 70 years, bam, we were just talking about like equal rights for everyone, and we were like talking about like and we were talking even about like something beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. So. I believe that uh, given the amount of time and given the amount of like ideological pros- progress, like s- the society and like our laws and our philosophies didn't have enough time to actually catch up to that. So I believe that that like gap between, you know, the perception and the ideologies, the perception of the norms and the ideologies also creates that kind of more like a dramatic effect why feminism is portrayed as such as radical, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that is kind of like another kind of like a, although not maybe a major, but a certain contributory factor in this uh, you know mess, as I would call it. I agree. Yeah. And because men and women are biologically different, as I said before, um, I doubt if if men and women will truly be equal. Um, equality of men and women being equal will be solved for like many years, or it maybe not be solved like forever in our in our society but as we are all equal human beings the journey of our travel to gender equality should be always pursued and even there are some pain along the way it should be always pursued mm-hmm. but um this is the question i want really want to ask you all do you think men and women could be perfectly i ideally equal in the future because they're kind of biologically different, so it is very hard to 100% sure they're um, equal. I mean, there are some traits that women are, um, biologically, women are better than men, or men are better than women, and um, because of that, I think, because they both have advantages, um, uh, um, in terms of biological like um, differences, I think they can be um, equal because maybe in the future those biological diff- there will there would be like um, job opportunities that differ based on those um, different um, bodily traits so I think that's not the problem here but you know women have been treated like inferior for such a long time and I don't know if that stigma can um, really disappear forever and that kind of makes me a little sad for mm. really being honest because even though people work hard towards like increasing women's rights and like advocating for women if the if that stigma still exists and we like consciously have to think about women being pr- 
um, be, women being like treated as equal as men, then that then that doesn't mean that they're perfectly equal, don't you think? Because I think the meaning of perfectly equal means that we are just coexisting in society as the same human being on the same degree. Yeah. And yeah, so that kind of how do I say it? Um, mm, hmm. <sighs> um, stigma? I don't know. Like, I don't know if that'll ever disappear. Yeah. That kind of makes me sad. Honestly. Well, our, like, atmosphere has, like, fallen down. Uh, yeah. Dana, I'm sorry, you guys. Dana, Dana being sad, you know? <laughs> um, so... Are there any other topics to bring to the table, especially from Santino? Because he, ha I recall that he had a lot to like talk about, and he had a lot of you know that passion to talk about, right? So, are there any contents to bring to the table, additionally, Santino? Um, no, not not really. I, I think I've done enough. Okay, so then, um, let's talk about so what we need in our current society to actually improve on you know the current stat current status quo right because in the general current status quo the perceptions based on feminism are like so you know segre segregational it's very like you know toxic to both sides because yeah conflicts are being conflicts are being uh, actually persisting and they're uh, worsening actually and they're deepening which is not a very good um, very good, you know, an atmosphere and also a foundation for our social development in general, right? And also so it is extremely political. Yeah, it's, it's extremely political. So the and more I'd political and yeah. radical it gets, it becomes like a more, like an easy topic, or like an easy meal for the media and for political candidates. And thus, when it comes to the political table, it gets more voiced and more radical and more severe in a way because yeah. they need that kind of like flashy events mm -hmm. whether it is like it anti whether worse. it is like op or gov you know mm, yeah so i believe the um actual solution although this may not be hard uh no no no, no this may be really hard but i believe that we need to like straighten things out so as we are like talking like this constructively mm -hmm. in like the studio even though it is between us four and we, I believe, even though it might be hard for that amount of uh, people to actually talk, talk and debate, but I need a uh, we to we need first we need to find a common foundational ground for what feminism is. Uh, so, as you guys have all mentioned and we have all agreed, feminism itself is very per uh, very like, in based on like the individual perspective and very subjective in general, right? So because our lives are yeah. So we need like actually like that bit. A tiny drop of objectivity, at least in there. So what I need, so what I, what I mean is that we need to find a common foundational ground, like we have talked, right? Men and men and women are different in general. Feminism, it, uh, regardless of the perception it has in the society right now, it started out as a very, um, actually a very uh, helpful movement for the development it of women's rights, right? Yeah. So we have to actually accept what we need to accept and actually rule out. What we should, what we should rule out as rational citizens, right? And we need to find a common ground, and then we can debate and use it as like a political tool. So I believe that we need to have that foundational process. And actually, this talk, maybe at least throughout us for today, has laid a foundation at least for us for, even yeah. though it is for us for, right? Yeah. So I believe like the society, uh, although it will be hard, and I 
view it as very low probability that politicians and the media will actually try to do this Impossible. but actually yeah. we can like work work this out like maybe one by one four by four eight by eight mm -hmm. just and find the common ground and all of our people then and when it becomes prevalent and it spreads through the amount of time even though it takes a lot of time then we will be ready to like move on to the next step and move on to actually talk more about this like deep agenda right because this is not because this is not simple this is very complicated very complicated yeah, yeah. so what are you, what are you guys like remarks on this i really um want to um back up your your claims i guess but um, as Dana has said before, I have never lived my life as a woman, as Dana did not live her life as a man. So we all have biological differences and individual differences even. And we have many, many differences and we didn't ha have a chance to actually experience that um, and to understand it completely. So. Uh, as Nathan has said, I believe we have to all take a step back and stop fighting, and let's just focus on the differences. And the and as um, Nathan said before, we have to find our common grounds, what we really want to pursue, because we don't we, we don't want to really fight all day long, right? Yeah, we want to actually achieve gender equality, not just like fighting on and on and like you know raging about it like it politicians, right? It is extremely right? inefficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a waste of time. Yeah, back to you, Santino. Yeah, so I believe we have to find a common ground and take a step back and understand our differences. Although it, it is very hard and maybe impossible for humans and in politics. And I think that, um, I think the word feminism or like feminist like in korea like people call pemi femi oh. like that yeah shortened version and that labelizes people like labelizes the um, feminists as like a criminal as they're doing something that they should be ashamed of like um. as they're being like framed of something and i think that negative connotation that comes with it is stifling communication, stifling open debate, and um, even if we yeah. don't find a co common ground, as um, Nathan has talked about, I think it is more important that we try to really just open ourselves to any definition of feminism and try to talk about anything. Just, you know, not politically, not like with a purpose, just talk, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That is the most basic step, I think. So now, that now that actually has been uh, a very uh, long journey of what feminism, starting from what feminism is, and like through like the perceptions and anti-feminism, and and actually a kind of like a very beautiful conclusion to be to be frank with all you guys, that we in the end we have to like stop fighting and look in look in through like the rational and like the human humanistic perspective and like the human eye, right? So. That being said, uh, thank you for listening to our podcast once again. And this was our two-long-week episode, two-weeks-long episode on the subject of feminism. And once again, disclaimer, um, we try to, like, uh, cut out as much, like, um, severe subjectivity as we could possibly could yeah. for all of our listeners. And once again... Thank you for listening to Toka Students. This is me, Nathan, and... Um, and next week, we are releasing an 
interview episode yeah with an upperclassman so we so yeah stay tuned for that thank it you. will be fun it will be fun it will definitely be fun thank you thank you and thank you as always peace out oh. Oh. quality oh.